voice sounds like crap. Yeah, you're getting sick. I can hear the raspy. I'm going to like, don't go anywhere except that chair so that I can like Clorox yeah, it when you leave. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rip the cover off and wash well, it. And I, actually, what's funny is I felt fine. And then when I got in here, all of a sudden it started getting raspy. And Dude, stuff. it's this weather. Yeah. Like we're like yesterday, most of the day it was like 80 degrees and sunny. And then all of a sudden we had that fucking drop and then the wind and the fucking oh, whatever. Yeah. yeah, it hit hard because I was like. In shorts right before that because it was warm. Mm-hmm. God damn it. So you're going to shit yourself entirely when you see some of the stuff Christina's making me? I saw one thing. But oh, my God. Dude, I can't no, wait. no, 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 no. I can't <laughs> wait. So I'll, I'll tell so, Okay, I'll tell you two of them because she's making quite a lot. So I didn't realize that she has a bachelor's degree in design. Yeah, I remember when she said that. Um, yeah. But, like, I didn't – here's the thing is a lot of people have degrees in a lot of different things. Doesn't right. mean they're any fucking good at it. Right. Yeah, I can attest to that. I just got a marketing degree and I don't know if I'm <laughs> any good at it. <laughs> All right. Well, um <laughs> but she seems to be I mean at least from what I've seen so far, she seems to be fucking good at it. Yeah, which, so I have a fucking perfect. Oh my God. Yeah, it's it's going to be really fucking cool to have a a designer that can just make my weird shit that I want to wear. Right. You just wait till you see the dope ass gothic robe she's making me for delivery. Oh my god. It's <laughs> gonna be so cool. I'm so excited. I'm excited for you. That's fucking awesome. So did you fucking know that when you're in prison, you only get one phone call a week? A week? A week. No. Yeah, dude. So jail is like once a day, right? And then prison once a week? No, jail. He can call me as many fucking times as he wants. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, he would call me like sometimes two, three times a day, even oh. if it was just like. A two-minute phone call just to be like, hi, what are you guys doing? Like, I'm bored. I wanted to say hi. Literally. Like, I was at That's the cool. fucking but, fair, and he called, and he's like, what are you guys doing? I was like, we're in a bubble pit. He goes, oh, my God. I'll call later. <laughs> like, <laughs> that sucks that they can't call that often, though, now. Or he can't. Yeah, so he gets to call once a week for 30 minutes. Fucking sucked. That goes by quick. Mm-hmm. Okay, your turn. I don't really have much. I mean, today's my official last day of What's school. What's on your arm? Oh, I got a new tattoo. That's not a tattoo. <laughs> I went to Pride I say, Fest. Whoever you did, whoever like, that did that sucks. looks like shit. I took my little sister to Pride, and we got unicorn. It says I. It did say I am a unicorn. Oh, perfect. And then like in rainbow foil, it was like a rainbow, and then yeah, the unicorn like up on its hind legs. Oh, that's cute. Oh, yes, I am, bitch. Ah. <laughs> that was really fun though it was really cool to see her because she claims that she's like really socially awkward but your then, sister yeah adrian not no no yeah, yeah, no yeah and she's so she's 13 and so we took her up to pride because she just came out to us um and when did she come out to you guys um during all that stuff recently but so that would be maybe a month or oh, so i'm such a dick ago. i i thought you guys knew Oh, we did, but she finally came out to us. Oh, okay, because, yeah. like, I remember when she like, first she added the bi. Heckle and Shide page on Instagram, and I looked at it, and I looked at the picture, and I figured out who it was, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And, like, I automatically put her in the same category as my little sister, uh-huh. who, same situation. So I was yeah. like, why are you just telling? I've already known this. Yeah. <laughs> so we've known for a long time, but she finally can admit it to us now. Mm-hmm. So we took her, the day after graduation ceremony, we took her up to Pride. Yeah. But it was so great because she was so awkward for a minute when we first got there. Like, she was, like, she so kept to herself. Like, yeah. seriously felt like, you know when you're walking down a tight hallway and you keep your shoulders mm-hmm. up? That's what she kind of looked like she was doing. Within a matter of, like, five minutes, she was in her element. That's good. She was talking to people. She felt so comfortable. She had the biggest smile on good. her face the entire time. And she has the cutest smile. <laughs> and it was just so amazing to see her like that. And it was That's so good. cool to see her 
feel so accepted. Yeah, yeah. And so I just thought that was really cool. It was. How did how did your sister tell you? Because my little sister told me, and like I was the most obvious way. I was like, "Are you getting at something?" Well, <laughs> it's a really long story how it happened, but basically she didn't tell us. It was more something we saw. Oh. But then we like let her know like. You it's, can, fine. it's fine. Like, we have no problem. Okay. Like, it doesn't matter at all. And that's when she was like, okay, yeah. No, my sister came to me and was like, so you used to like girls, right? And I was like, first of all, don't say used to like, there because no there's used to no, yeah, yeah. That's, it's a hard all the time. Yeah. Um, it, she's like, well, but you're married to a guy. And I was like, yeah, no, I know that. But like, if you for five seconds think I'm not attracted to girls, then you got another thing coming. Right. Um, it's weird. I'm probably more attracted to girls than I am guys. When mm-hmm. I when I am attracted to guys, it has to be like a fucking over the top like yeah. man's man, like, so like the huge good. protector yeah. type, like the whatever. Yeah. Um I can't I, I don't know why. Yeah. And then when I'm attracted to a woman, more often than not, it's a very feminine woman like me. Yeah, I'm yeah. either man's man or like woman's woman that's just think, that's just yeah, my type right. that's what i that's my thing not to say i have anything against anything in between no, I, like everyone Dan- has their I got types. a fucking thing for danielle sometimes too i told Which, her that, I, don't, I don't know i think i don't think i've met her i don't no I you think didn't. may have seen pictures though and yeah. if i remember then yeah i don't blame you but i remember one morning i texted her and i was like just so you know i have a crush on you okay bye okay bye <laughs> who wouldn't want that message it, like, uh, sh- i don't know if anybody um, has a crush on me you can tell me no i'm just kidding <laughs> um so yeah that's how she told me yeah that's cool she she was just like do you still like girls and i was like yeah she's like well i do too i was like okay okay cool Cool. high five yeah like what are we doing (laughs) i didn't understand what was happening that's cool more i guess it's nerve-wracking for them to tell us yeah because they don't really know how for fuck's sake yeah right look at the way i live my life you think i'm gonna give a shit you is different but like in most people's cases they don't know i guess yeah but, I mean, she knew, f- because like I said, we've known for so long, we've always made little sly comments, not to her, but around her, mm-hmm. to let her know, like, you're okay to right, say right, what right. you want to say, you know? Yeah. So, All right. Well, you go first, so. Oh, yeah, shit. Okay, yeah, I'm just going to sit here. You're like, okay, twiddle my thumbs waiting for you, bitch. I listen to podcasts all about banter. Okay, I'm doing Captain Tony Saloon. Who? Captain Tony. Okay. Okay. It's in Key West. So Captain Tony's is an iconic divey beach bar named after a modern maritime icon who was once a fishing boat captain, gun runner, oh. gambler, and the mayor of Key West. He sounds like a fucking badass. Right? That's actually literally what I have in my notes later. I was like, he's a fucking badass. Yeah, he sounds like a fucking badass. <laughs> um, so, okay. The late and great Captain Tony is the father to 13 children Holy shit. by five wives. Oh, my Get God. It. He put a ring on it first, okay. at least. <laughs> All five of them? He said wives. It says wives. Okay. Well, here, okay. Legitimate question really fast. And I know, like, she just started, so I apologize in advance. <laughs> but, like, you'll understand why I'm asking this question. Why is it okay for guys to have a wife, a girlfriend, two wives, three wives, whatever, mm-hmm. but the second... A woman has a husband and a boyfriend or two husbands or whatever the situation is. It's like, <gasps> oh, my God, this girl is so, oh, my God, she's such a slut. That, I don't get it either. That or she's getting it 
in all the right ways. I'm just saying she's living her best fucking her life. Her best life. Like, I don't understand. But I don't understand why there's a... I really don't understand I think it. just the way people have been raised to just think that it should be two people and then everything else is taboo. But I just say, I mean, get it. Do whatever you want. Be happy. I do. <laughs> just, I, uh, yeah, that's a struggle for me. Yeah. Look how hot my coffee still is. <laughs> Her fucking shit's like steaming. Oh, fuck. I told I sh- Oh, shit, man. I was going to tell you to bring your camera. <laughs> Maybe I'll set my phone up and let it run for a little bit while we're doing this. There you go. Keep going. Okay. So, I'm going to fight with my microphone. Let's see. Where am I? So, uh, Captain Tony served the U.S. government as a gun runner during the Bay of Pigs. <laughs> I love it. Ernest Hemingway, Truman Capote, Shel Silverstein, Shel Shelby, Tennessee Williams, and Jimmy Buffett have all enjoyed a drink or ate. It says at Captain Tony's saloon. What the tourist guidebook often fails to note when promoting the saloon is the fact that when it was established in 1851, it was an ice house and a morgue. Your face, your laugh, that's not funny. (laughs) Oh, maybe. I'm gonna have to like sit weird on the mic. see my facial expressions from there i know we just need like a side camera just close up on your face sometimes okay so not only was the building used as qs first morgue jesus Christ. it was also the location of the infamous hanging tree oh my god like the one they sing about in that movie i don't know just maybe. you know what i'm talking about right yeah um which was responsible for hanging many people such as pirates and oh. A woman who had stabbed her husband and two children to death. What the fuck? Right? She was hung from that tree. That's... I'll get to where it's at, but... Oh. um, She's known as the Lady in Blue. Wrong. Those are usually the Lady in White. So, this is why she's named Lady in Blue. After the blue dress she wore when she killed her family. And then um, the color of her skin as she died. (laughs) (laughs) That got real... Real weird. What do you mean? <laughs> I felt really uncomfortable saying that. Okay. That? <laughs> oh. I don't know why either. Like, we talk about some shit. Yeah, like, that's the I one that made like, you squirm? No, it didn't make me squirm, but just like saying it, I was like, ugh, blue. I was just picturing it, and I was like feeling it. My, my body went cold. It, was it went blue. Your body went blue. Right. On the inside. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Visitors will notice that inside the bar is the large tree because the building was built around it. So it's right. sitting right in Okay, so middle. let's just make a haunted center point? Yeah. Oh. Oh, but it's... It gets oh, I just threw it from my mouth a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going cold. You're throwing up. Aside from being pregnant, I don't know if that was pregnancy or the hauntings in the center of the building. <laughs> 
Oh, no. I think probably pregnancy, because this is not the worst story I've done. <laughs> Great. Great. Okay, so visitors will notice that inside the bar... Oh, I already said that. Oh! At least 75... Oh, no, there's banana in there. You don't like it? Fuck no. <laughs> oh, that's... Your eyes just went cross-eyed. I fucking hate bananas with my heart entirely. Yeah, that didn't sit right with you. No. (laughs) At least 75 people were hung here for piracy, and then there were other transgressors. Oh, my God. Transgressors, whatever the word is. Transgressions? Or or is it transgressors because the ones that did it? Yeah, they're the essers. They're doing, yeah. Okay. The tree itself is still alive, and it extends through the roof. Even though the Hurricane Irma took about or took most of the top and only about six inches of the tree still peaks above the building. Oh, fuck. Um, curiously, it says. I like that. Curiously. I like it. It still sprouts twigs and leaves inside the bar, but nothing above the top grows. Oh, great. So the demonic activity remains inside. Right. And okay. it's just like making everything just flourish. That's the, that's the word I was going to use. Okay. But. Demonic flourishment. That's not a word. It is now. But it, yeah. That's going to be... I haven't done a keyword for my for Luna and Lace in a while. That's, that's Demonic Luna. flourishment. Yep, that's the <laughs> Luna and Lace keyword. That's funny. Okay, Captain Tony's saloon was has an intriguing past and one that includes mystery, murder, and even a little bit of mayhem. Um, oh, I love the way you say that. You're like a fucking movie commercial. I know. <laughs> okay. Before becoming a popular watering hole, the building served a few different roles. It was an ice house, as I said, a city morgue, but it was also a wireless telegraph station, a cigar factory. Oh, I love cigars. A speakeasy oh, and God, a bordello. Oh, God, I love speakeasies. Oh, my God. Okay, this place just gets cooler and cooler. Right? That's also, what I'm saying. side note, can I tell you how frustrating it is that I'm pregnant and I can't vape or smoke my little oh, cigars? Oh, yeah. Yep. Fuck. That does yeah, suck. I know. I'm going to have to get my hands on some really nice cigars for when I'm done being pregnant. Yeah. Oh, I should find you some. I love a cigars. Gift so for you. Much. Oh my That'd god. Cool. They oh god, they're so amazing to smell. They're amazing to smoke. Sit back and relax with one. I haven't, but I can you see never. why. No, I've had a cigar, but I haven't just like sat back and relaxed with one. Oh yeah. I've just like puffed on someone's before. Yeah. That sounds nice though. I well, love them. Sounds great up camping. Just. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, Casey has a um, a pipe as well, so oh. he'll put the cherry tobacco in the pipe. Oh my uh, god, yeah, I fucking love cool. the smell of that thing. Ooh. Like the Sherlock Holmes ones? Mm-hmm. I like those. Yep. Okay. Because we're like a thousand, I guess, and from the 50s, so that's fine. We're all old souls. We love it. It's fine. <laughs> I love everything about it. So, it was also the original home of a famous place called Sloppy Joe's Bar. That sounds so unappealing. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> I'm not hungry, so yeah, it doesn't sound great to me either, but... No, because all I can think of is a guy named Joe who's just sloppy, sloppy. as fuck and, like, well, stuff coming out of his mouth because he's... Oh, it's he's fucking a... ruined now. <laughs> Here I go again. Yep, let's move on from that. The building became a cigar factory. Let's go back to cigars. Yeah, let's do that. In 1912, and then several speakeasies, the yeah. last of which was called The Blind Pig. What? I don't know. Wait that doesn't minute. go You can't well with... say cool things like speakeasies and then name them... And then Blind Pig? Right? Like, that's the best that you could come up with? What the fuck? I don't know. Wait a minute. I'm trying to find the I'm appeal not, in that at I'm all. I'm not happy with this um, name. I'm dissatisfied. Okay. First of all. And underwhelmed. 100%. I don't understand why a pig would be associated with a speakeasy, first of all, at all. 
But then you have then to make him a blind pig. <laughs> right. Oh, wait. Okay, I, I think I see what they may have tried to do there. Hey, what? Explain this to me. Police have always been called pigs, right? Oh, the speakeasy, the blind pig. Because it's a speakeasy. They're blind. Yeah. That's fucking genius. That's, you got it. You went there. You found it. Yeah. Because I, th- <laughs> I was like, why in the fuck would they, for five seconds, even do that? Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of is that police officers have always been called pigs. So they either wanted them to be blind to it mm-hmm. or, yeah. This is like referencing the fact that they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Genius. Now it's acceptable. Now I'm okay with the name. We'll allow it. Now we can move on. We spend like a whole five minutes trying to break down a name. I was not happy about this name. Mm-mm. So the blind pig specialized in gambling, women, and Hoover Gold, which was the locals' nickname for bootleg rum. <gasps> oh my god. This place is fucking incredible. <gasps> Captain Tony, I get into how fucking cool this guy is too. Oh my god. Okay, so it was eighteen sixty five when it tumultuous hurricane hit the florida keys and water came crashing through the city oh my god smashing nearly everything in its wake the city morgue that would later become <coughs> captain tony's was no exception there are many corpses that were awaiting to, um, burial or autopsy were washed away except for one. Oh. okay Okay. they're just fucking can we talk about the, how the fact that there's just bodies floating around a city no i don't want to talk about that <laughs> no okay we don't talk Could about you, that. Okay, oh, we're going to, apparently. Can <laughs> you imagine just walking outside and seeing just someone just... Right? I just think like it would be even worse backyard. if it was, like, if it wasn't someone that I hated. Like, right. if something like that's going to happen, can't you at least take out the people I can't stand? Oh, my God. Okay, this is horrible, but think about this. Okay. So, <laughs> it's the city morgue, so the people who are there live in the city. What do you float past your own fucking family? Oh, that's disgusting. That is horrible. Oh, no. Okay, now we have to move on. Okay. History tells us that one body recovered was lying in front of the building and was later buried beneath the building, surrounded by holy water, (coughs) and enclosed by a wall where the pool room now resides. resides. At least they got got that holy water. What the fuck? (laughs) Oh, my God. Never go here. Ever. I don't know. I kind of want to, but I'm terrified. You're going to catch like gangrene and possession, like all at the same time and all kinds of alcohol poisoning. I don't know what's happening. It's just a lot of shit coming from this Yeah. Place. Oh no. It's fucking oh, bad. Okay. So the new owner, the current owner of Captain Tony says all of the bodies were missing after the hurricane hit except for one. The current, oh, so I already said that. According to <laughs> uh, someone that I spoke with, the researching, with, when researching the history, they found one body that was near the outside of the building, which is now the inside of the building where mm-hmm. the pool room is. Mm-hmm. So when they expanded, they never found the other bodies. So what the people did is decided to make an unofficial grave site. Oh. They buried the bodies that they, or the body that they found and built the area around it with the holy water. During refurbishing work, though, in 1980s, the floorboards were taken up and to reveal bones of 15 to 18 people. Among them was a gravestone of a young woman named Elvira. <gasps> right? I knew I, I knew you'd like that one, too. I love that. Elvira was married in her mid-teens to an abusive alcoholic man in his 50s. 
Elvira left the world in 1822 at the age of 19, hanged, hanged, hung, however you say it, whatever, on a winter solstice nearly 200 years ago for killing her husband in self-defense. Back then, that wasn't a valid argument, so that's why she was killed. Oh. Her tomb, or her tomb marker. Wait a minute. It <laughs> wasn't about. Okay. Yeah, apparently, on. back in 1822, they didn't give two fucks. I, I mean, mean, we already know that, but. Here's the thing. Do they, like, ever? Do they still? I mean, better, but no. Her tomb marker now sits beside the pool, beside the pool table for eternity, or at least the bar. Why the bar's still there. Huh. Um, another gravestone in the bar underneath the old hanging tree belongs to Reba Sawyer, a Key West native who lived from 1900s to 1950. Upon her death, her husband found scandalous letters between his wife and another man. Oh. The letters detailed their trysts and how they would arrange to meet at Captain Tony's saloon. The widow husband dragged his cheating partner's tombstone (gasps) from the cemetery into the bar placed it under the tree, and supposedly said, this is where she wanted to be, so this is where she'll stay. Oh, my fuck. Why did he do that? Lots petty to a different level. I don't... Mm-mm. All right. I just don't feel like... Oh, my God. I yeah. hope she haunted him. I hope she haunts him hard. Haunted, yeah, yeah they're, they're both... Hard there. haunt. That'd be great. Hard haunt. Mm-hmm. At the turn of the century, the building was used as a cigar factory. Oh, duh. I already did this. Yeah. Oh, I like. <laughs> I liked this part though. When it, um, I actually put this in here twice. So it said the speakeasy where men and women gambled and cavorted fast and loose. That's why I put that in there. I thought it was funny. Fast and loose. Fast and loose. They cavorted. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Another horrific tale surrounding the bar is the story of a young woman who came into the building when it was a speakeasy in search of her husband. Oh, oh no, this isn't going to end well. You know very well that this is not going to end well, and you are mm. correct. Mm-mm. She had her infant child with <gasps> her. Why? It gets worse. Oh. Prepare yourself. That's so great. When discovering her husband drunk and carousing with other women, uh, she no. had a mental breakdown. She ran into the ladies' room and killed her child. Oh. <gasps> And put the body under a blanket and left. What is with the these fucking women, man? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, I mean, no, but I wish I was. So, Sloppy Joe's opened in 1933 and became a favorite eatery of Ernest Hemingway. In 1938, Josie Russell, in a dispute with the landlord over a dollar rent increase, um... Hmm. Yeah. Stating that all the fixtures and stated that all the fixtures must stay if he ended the lease, decided to move the entire bar in the middle of the night, including the fixtures, a half a block away. During this move, Hemingway insisted on possession of the urinal. That was the point. Oh, okay. He said his hard earned money paid for it. And now the urinal can be viewed at the Hemingway house where it remains a cat trough. (laughs) (laughs) i thought that part was kind of cool what the fuck in 1940 the building was leased to morgan bird who opened a gay saloon called silver slipper i actually don't like that 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 one fits better yeah i mean no the blind pigs does now but it didn't at the beginning i was very confused i just (laughs) silver slipper the silver slipper like cinderella i I pictured something really 
kinkier than I was picturing at first for a second, and it kind of affected me. <laughs> it kind of affected me. <laughs> That's probably my new favorite thing. It kind of affected me. Cool. Cool. Did. In the early ho- house, okay, in the early hours, Bird had happy hours that drew in the military men. After the Navy placed the Duval Club, or the Silver Slipper, off limits because of the clientele, sales decided, or declined and Bird sold the building. That's when, in 1958, Captain Tony bought the bar. Okay. Okay, so Captain Tony's pub expanded through the 20th century. Besides the building around the hanging tree, owners expanded the saloon to include a billiards room, billiards room <gasps> and okay. a building over and around the wall containing holy water. Okay. Okay. They Listen, this place is riddled with holy water, and I don't fully understand why. <laughs> they just keep, like, fucking with that same grave with the holy water. Like, My leave God. it alone. Now they're, now they're building on top of it, so that's cool, I guess. Uh, let's see. In the 1980s, while taking up the plywood flooring, the bones... Oh, why do I... Oh, this is a quote. That's... The, okay, that was the... I was like, why do I have this in here twice again? So, yeah, this is just a quote from the Jeff dude who owns it now, talking about the bones that were found. Um, and then he mentions a skeletal reminder of the find hangs behind the bar today. What the, the fuck do you mean? The motherfuckers found... Some bones and <clears throat> hung it. Listen, hung them. Yeah, never. I, this is yeah. how people end up fucking dead. Right. Like you're just asking, asking for some like for all the trouble. possession. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's fucking nuts. Okay. Well, all right. Also, the grave marker of Alvira, which is like I said, still sitting next to the pool table. Oh. Lovely. So a little bit about Captain Tony, because like I said, I told you earlier, he is a fucking badass. Oh, he was it. born Anthony Tarishino, and whatever, something, in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Captain Tony was his nickname. His father was a bootlegger who had dropped out of the ninth grade to sell booze during the Prohibition. Okay, okay. Captain Tony's dad was a degenerate gambler like who ultimately got involved in the New Jersey Mafia. Oh, fuck yeah, send it. In Sorry, 1947, that shouldn't be as exciting to me. <laughs> Tony was beaten and left for dead at the New York City dump, after which after which he'd moved to Key West. Okay. So, yeah, he got into <clears throat> um, the mafia after his dad did. Okay. Understandable, so, I suppose. So, Tony, Captain Tony, said he was on the run from the mob in his hometown when he found Key West. He had figured out how to tune into the audio feed from the Garden State racetrack and bet on the winners before the mob's bookie got the official word. The gangsters were not amused. The gangsters <laughs> were not amused. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am. The mob pummeled Tony and abandoned oh. his body at a New Jersey dump. They sound rude as fuck. <sighs> Fucking mean. Just saying. He recovered and then escaped on a Greyhound bus headed south with $16 in his pocket. Okay. So, he headed south as far as he can go when he ran um, fishing charters and opened the bar in 1960. For decades, he said, Captain Tony and Sloppy Joe's lived coex- or coexisted, and that didn't. But that didn't last for long. That was in 1948. Um, in 1961, is now. 
Tony is now a boat captain, become known as the Key West as Captain Tony. He worked again as a gun runner. Okay. He brought weapons to the rebels in Cuba during the Bay of Pigs invasion. All and that was all before buy, buying the building in 1960 or 1958. Okay. <clears throat> so let's see. He sold. The- <laughs> you look so confused first. I can see your eyes tossing back and forth. Sorry. Yeah, I think I confused my notes on myself there because that part actually kind of didn't make sense. Because it was that was 1948. And then it says by 1961, but then it says 1958. I'm really confused with all the numbers in that part. So, sorry. Sorry, guys. So, he sold the bar for $650,000 Holy in 1989. Holy fucking shit. Holy fucking shit. Hey, yeah. that's the year I was born. And that's the t- um, same time that he won election as Key West mayor after half a dozen tries. So, he... Holy uh, yeah, shit. He didn't give up. I say there's there's something to be said for the persistence is key, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> see? For keys not sorry. <laughs> sorry, bad joke. Bad joke. Oh, that's great. Have you ever been Fine. to Keys on Main? No, I want to though. Oh dude, I fucking love it. Yeah, I've always wanted to go, but I just don't like downtown very much. I hate that. Yeah. That place entirely sucks balls. But <laughs> like, yeah. But I'll make it down there one of these days. Is it really cool? It's cool. The dueling pianos are dope. Oh, that sounds cool. Okay, so this is great. And this is Captain Tony's saying. Are you ready for this? Okay, 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 okay. All you need in this life is a tremendous sex drive and a great ego. Brains don't mean shit. Oh my god, he's my hero. I love him. Oh he's so my hilarious. God. He's a badass. He's so cool. I just want that hanging on my wall somewhere. Yeah. All you need in this life is a tremendous sex drive and what else? A great ego done you got that <laughs> i still i say i feel like i'm the girl version of him and i used to drink a lot of fucking rum yeah. oh my god that's great i love how he said in the though brains don't mean shit where's the lie i don't know <laughs> you gotta have some brains to make it in life but you, i mean i mean you gotta have brains to come up with that 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 quote so i mean right the brains mean a little shit oh well, i mean a little <laughs> okay so many who have visited this legendary bar have experienced some sort of inexplicable encounter Often the events surround the ladies' room where patrons have reported various mysterious occurrences. Okay. One woman reported that she tried to go into the first stall, but it was locked. When she went into the second stall, she noticed that no one was in the first. Before leaving the bar later that evening, she went back in to only find that the stall was still locked. And before she knew what was happening, the outside door to the restroom opened and closed, but no one walked in or out. Hmm. When she went into the back st- or back to that first stall, she heard... Or she went, okay, so she went to the back stall. She heard the door of the first stall unlock and slam. Okay. And she jumped up to see what was happening and no one was in sight. She went to the stall and it was locked again. What the fuck? Yeah. The bar's new owner, Joe, his name's Joe Farber, considers himself to be a skeptic. He reports that he's had several experiences that were not just spooky, but terrifying. Okay. One night around 4 a.m. he was alone. Joe heard a voice calling out to him. He got up from his desk to investigate, but saw that no one was there. He walked to the back of the bar and noticed the back doors were wide open, even though he'd locked them just hours before. Unable to explain the voice he heard, he simply brushed it off until a few years later when the same voice called out out to him again. Oh. This time the boy said, don't leave. Joe ran to check the back doors, and this time they were locked. He found nothing out of the ordinary throughout the bar, so he went home. Hours later, around 6 a.m., 
Joe got a call from police saying they found a body of a young teenage girl just right outside the bar. Oh, okay, okay. It seems that she called her mother just after overdosing on pills to commit suicide. Okay, okay, perfect. Fuck, what the fuck? Yeah, her mom called the police and later they found her in front of Captain Tony's. Joe believes the voice was telling him to stay that night and that he might have been able to save that girl's life if he had. Oh, no. That that just gave me chills. Uh, Many other bar patrons have described similar and and strange experiences, like cold spots in the hallway near the ladies' room, doors opening and closing without anyone around, and uh, stalls locking with no one inside. Oh. One patron reported getting a third-degree burn on his hand an hour after touching the tree that stands inside the bar. That kind of goes back to, reminds me of that one devil's tree that we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New Jersey, yeah. Oh, and this is in New Jersey. I think that's where my head went when you said that originally. Yeah. Yeah, That's where they're both in New Jersey and it's not the same one. Yeah. Weird. Fucking New Jersey, man. What's up? New Jersey, dude. The fuck? When it comes to the building of Captain Tony's, there are far more bodies underneath the floor than there are gravestones. Some graves are flushed with the current floor level and some rest beneath it. So whenever you step when going to Captain Tony's, you're walking on someone's grave. And before you leave, make sure to say goodbye to the resident skeleton now propped up and fashionably dressed inside the bar. No, fuck you. I don't want to go there and step on anything and or anyone because, hello, uh uh-uh. Yeah. Everything about that song. I'm going there, I'm getting fucking drunk because when I get get drunk, my shit dulls, so. Mm -mm, My shit gets worse. I'll stand in front of the bar and take a photo. (laughs) And I will get drunk. You can go in if you would like. I, I can't go and not go in. I have to. I don't care if we even do a live show out there. I can't do it. Oh, yeah. by the way. Yeah, it'd be harder for you. You're way more in tune with that. Yeah. I just get drunk and tune it out and I'd be fine. Yeah, no, I would be entirely fucked. Until so. I catch possession and it comes home with me. And don't you fuck so. call me for help. I'm outie. Um, so maybe not. Yeah, no. Um, Hold on a second. I got to find it. Yeah, but Captain Tony's a fucking badass, though. That's why I went with that one over the other one I was going to do, so. Okay. That'll be saved. Also, I wanted to thank Chris. I think it's Bretones, Bretones or whatever. Um, he's the one that wrote that. Uh, what are they called? What do people call them? The little symbols. Sig- the runes. The this. the sigils. Sigils. That's what I meant. Yeah. He's the one that wrote us that sigil t- for right. the live okay, shows. Yes. Um, he did message me again explaining yeah, it. He I seems just really had cool. time to read it. Yeah, he seems like he knows definitely what he's doing. He knows a too. lot of stuff. He's, I can tell. He's. I like him. He's sweet. Yeah, he seems really cool. Um, <clears throat> I guess it's my turn. What was his name again? Chris. Shout out Chris. Yeah, yeah he cool. he's active a lot in the in the group. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm bad with names, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he posts a lot of interesting stuff that catches my attention. Mm-hmm. So that's I'm always that. And he did write me a message explaining it. I just haven't had time to like sit down and read it yet. Right. So yeah, I like sigils. I work with those a lot. I know that you said that you really had it, so that's cool that you're gonna start using that a little bit well yeah you should probably i'll probably write it down for you on a sticky note before because it's go. a live show on right yeah mm-hmm. um yes. so i had an entirely different episode planned and then i decided to do something stupid and ask people what they wanted to hear which i gotta <laughs> stop doing that you know what i mean because it totally like throws a fucking loop because I, I guess it's, i'll just tell you guys what i'm gonna cover next um i was gonna do a very in-depth dive on birthmarks and their placement 
and how people died from it and oh my what God, it means. No way. And how it overlaps and interacts. Yeah. Why? Because that was one of the ones on my list for the next few times that I was going to do. Oh, shit. Well, my <laughs> research is perfect. entirely done with it. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't start, so that's fine. Yeah. Most, I, I'll save a lot of the why for that episode. I'm very curious, too, because we'll talk about it, but I have one on my foot. So. Yeah, I have. I actually have an entire um, area of my research that is different places on the body what it means and what it means on the body and if it means you took something something bad in that position happened in past life a lot of it can represent past traumas i'm slightly scared but i'm very excited yeah so that's what i was gonna do (laughs) um so i'll do that later but everybody wanted me to cover children's past lives okay cool and the things that they had recalled so i listen to we're gonna do i'll allow it oh thanks (laughs) you're welcome um okay So something you guys need to keep in mind is that this will start to happen to the children between the ages of two and five when the child can start to fully verbalize. And it is said by a lot of different people that have done research on it um, on a professional level, don't initiate the conversation. The child needs to be the one that starts to blurt things out. You can't go, I could go up to Lilith and be like, hey, so did you ever live in China? Like, no, you have (laughs) to fucking just wait. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it will happen or it won't happen. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I'll be disappointed if it doesn't blab some weird shit. Um, right. Being really in be. the family she's in. Uh-huh. I, yeah. I think she's going to. She talks to people all the time. She'll you're, be standing yeah. around here and she's like, don't touch it. I, I have a feeling that you're going to have some experiences with her that you're you're not even going to understand that you're gonna be like, what the fuck is happening? Oh, a thousand percent. <laughs> <laughs> um, so those are the ages that it usually starts to present depending on how verbal the child is and how well they speak right it can obviously start to happen at a younger age yeah um but right around the age of five after that it usually at that point they've seen a lot of movies they've seen tv they've heard conversations so a lot of things can be discredited a little bit and they don't seem to go into as much detail Mm -hmm. as when they are younger which obviously moves you into the place of like okay well what have you you know where are you really tying that to yeah yeah Okay, so young children around the world have a habit, I guess, when they have past life recollections of spontaneously blurting out and offering up in really kind of creepy detail memories and recollections that seem to be about someone else's life. Most of the time, the person being spoken of from the past life has died violently or unnaturally. Which, unfortunately, with the research that I did do and put into this, I couldn't really find a happy past life. Yeah. It was drowning or murder or stabbing or it was always something oh my God. traumatic yeah. where, like, they shouldn't have gone the way that they did. Right. Um, obviously, you would remember a traumatic passing over a peaceful passing. So, yeah. I mean, I suppose that makes sense. Shitty, but it makes sense. Yeah, we always remember the negative more than the positive. Oh, 100%. Um, in any, sorry, in many of these cases, the person being spoken about or the life from the past was able to be identified due to, like, crazy detail that these kids were able to give. Like, there's one where this kid was able to give, like, a street, a street yeah, name. Yeah, I've heard some nutty stories. Um, yeah, and you're just like, the fuck? It's the flag, oh, the flag banging on the door. It's so funny. Every single time Lilith hears that, she goes, Tyler? Oh. Yeah, it's sad. Um, yeah, she misses Tyler. So, okay. So the first thing that they advise for parents that have children that start blurting this out is 
to know that them talking about this kind of stuff and these statements themselves do not indicate mental illness. Right. So not to automatically panic and go down that road mm-hmm. with it. Um, so it says, we've talked with many families in which a child has claimed to remember another set of parents, another home, or a previous death. And the children rarely show mental health issues. These statements are generally made by children whose development appears to otherwise be just like their peers. Like, they're just fine. They're just, they're talking about random stuff. They can occur in families with a belief in reincarnation Mm. or families where the idea of reincarnation had never been considered before the child um, began making these statements. So, with all this stuff, it's, there's no, like, in the middle family where, like, they're kind of on the edge of it. They're either, like, our family is mm-hmm. or they're like yeah no way so it's yeah yeah i don't know why but that just seems to be the case yeah that's strange yeah when children talk about um a past life parents are sometimes unsure how to respond so the recommended approach is that parents are open to what their children are reporting i mean obviously that's kind of the recommended approach with a lot of shit when you mm-hmm. have a kid um some of the children show a lot of emotional intensity regarding certain issues and parents should be respectful and listening just as they would with a grown-up or anything that has mm-hmm. kind of something like that going on. Because some of the kids that, like, did die in drowning, like, they don't want to get in the pool. And they're yeah. throwing a fucking fit from hell. Yeah. Um, usually they've obviously said things leading up to it, like, I was held underwater or something. They say something. And don't force them to get in the pool. Yeah, don't, yeah, that sounds traumatizing. Yeah, don't, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of what they're advising with that. Oh my God, I'm running out of breath. Just wait until I'm nine months pregnant and I really can't breathe. When you have like no space for lungs in there. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) So when a child talks about a past life, we suggest that parents avoid asking a lot of pointed questions. That makes sense. Um, just because... Even if they're recalling a past life, when a child's that age, they can be led so easily in one direction or another. Right, exactly. So you just want them General to babble. If you have questions that they can, mm-hmm. but once they've already started mm-hmm. talking about it. So exactly. it gives like advice once to ask. Um, this could be upsetting to the child and more importantly, it can alter what they're actually trying to tell us. Mm-hmm. It's difficult for them at that age to separate memories and fantasy already. Yeah. So if they're blurting things out that are more memory-based, you need to just let it go. Um, The general questions that they suggest are, do you remember anything else? Um, That must have been scary. Um, Just different things like that. Mm -hmm. More like an open-ended, oh, wow. Is that all? And just like let them... Be like, oh, no, this happened too, and just let them continue to ramble. Right. Don't ask, like, oh, were you here, or did you know this person? Don't. Don't. If you can, I think it'd be cool to, like, voice record it. They so, actually suggest that if it's happening to okay, record it. cool. Yeah, I'll say so then they can hear it too when they get older. Too. Yeah, there's a whole institute you can actually take a child to that's having stuff like that go on, um, and they'll deal with it, I that's guess. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So it actually says right here, we encourage parents to write down any statements about a past life that their children makes or audio record it. This is particularly important in cases where the children give enough information 
that they can actually identify the deceased individual that they are describing. Mm-hmm. That's usually when people take the kids to the incident when stuff's getting Yeah, intense. when it's nuts like mm-hmm. that, yeah. In such a situation, having the statements recorded ahead of time um, would be critical in providing the best evidence, mostly because a lot of times when kids blurt this stuff out, they'll do lumps of it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's there's one or two things they'll repeat often, but the huge divulge of information doesn't happen repeatedly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's something you want to hurry and write down, or if you realize what's going on, record it. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, we all always have our phones with recorders on it now. Yeah, so no shit. Sure, huh? At the same time, parents should not become so focused on the statements that their children make that the child loses sight of the fact that they're currently living this life. Yeah, yeah. They can't focus on that past mm-hmm. life because that's past. Right. Well, that and like, you know how some parents can be where they're like, well, what else? Well, tell me everything. Mm-hmm. And they talk about it every fucking day, all day. Yeah, they day. obsess about it. Yeah. And you're just like, bro, shut the fuck up. Regardless, like they're here right now. Yeah. Um, if the children persist in saying they want their old family or their old home, which unfortunately has happened, um, it might be helpful to explain that while they may have had another family in a past life, this is their current family and this is their current home. Parents should acknowledge and value that um, what their children have told them while making clear that it's the past. It's obviously something that they are still dealing with. Yeah. Usually, from what I've seen, it's it's almost like... Um, it's almost like the spirit never entirely passed over. Yeah, yeah. And then they hosted another body, so they didn't really get to go back and do a past life review and do some of the, like the spirit counseling, basically, mm-hmm. um, and heal from different things. They just kind of bounced back real yeah. fucking too quick. Yeah. Um, and so they're holding on to shit. Yeah, that's that's sad if you think about it from either pers- either perspective. The kid who feels like he's just in someone else's home mm-hmm. that's scary oh yeah or the parent who's like kid wants to leave to go with another family that's yeah. sad it is one of the things they advise against strongly and being someone who's dabbled with hypnosis and hypnotherapy do not fucking put your child under hypnosis and do a past life regression of any kind mm. even if it's just a regular past life regression do not fucking do it this is why if you start to dig at that child at such a young age and bring up more than what they're already verbalizing yeah the amount of fucking pain trauma stress and anxiety you are going to give that person for their not just for their childhood for their entire life. fucking That's just life like carry the fuck over is yeah. bullshit yeah like don't that's traumatizing right because a lot of children once they've blurted this stuff out they move on mm-hmm. i guess in essence some of them even forget some of the things they blurted out as they were kids because they start to live in the presence and you cannot take that away from them right you can't keep them so linked to the past that they mm-hmm. can't live now yeah they can't yeah get out yeah. like yeah I and that that situation would entirely be the parents fault and i would oh for sure as a, as somebody who's done hypnotherapy and hypnosis, if someone came to me with a child for that purpose, I'd be like, absolutely like, not. Nope. Get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope for the love of God that anyone else would follow that same guideline. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a fucking lot for a kid. That's a lot for anyone, but that's a lot for a kid. Mm-hmm. So parents are sometimes more upset by the statement than the child is. Hearing a child describe the experience of dying in a painful or difficult way can be very hard for the parents that have the child now to hear. Right. But both parent and child need to understand that now the child's safe in the physical world. Mm-hmm. 
Um, <clears throat> some parents may be comforted to know that the vast majority of these children stop talking about their previous lives, like I just said, between the ages of five and seven, mm-hmm. which is why I said five is kind of the cutoff. This is the age at which children become more involved in the physical world here with school, um, going out with their friends and playing at the park. Like, if you yeah. become more physically involved in the world here. Yeah. Um, very rarely the memories will persist into adolescence and into their adulthood. Um, however, as children get older, they do not remember. They most of the time won't even remember bringing up what they had said when they were two and three, which I yeah yeah like that's i don't think anybody remembers the shit from when they were like two or three yeah so there's the parent will always remember and recall Mm -hmm. but there's no point in sitting down with your 15 16 year old and being like oh my god when you were two years old you told me this like and showing them these journals you keep or the recordings like because then they're gonna go on this weird fucking dive where they're like well what are you talking about who was i what did i do especially a teenage when you're trying to figure out who the fuck you are now right so just let it go i guess one thing when you're adult, if that's you, if like say the parent recorded or whatever, and as an adult you want to go back and you want to hear that, like that's cool. Mm-hmm. Give them that choice when they get older. But yeah, as a teenager, that'd be no, yeah, just a just lot for someone who's trying to figure out who they are. Yeah, just chill. I don't know if it's anything to do with it, but when I was really little, like really little, I used to have the same reoccurring dream about this boy, and every time I still think about him, it like it feels so familiar. Like this boy is so familiar. Mm-hmm. And I stopped having dreams about him, but it was like I had him repeatedly for like a year or something. Um, and it was the same dream, same person. Yeah, I have a feeling that at one point you were supposed to be a twin. Oh, that's what that you think that's what that is? That just gave me chills. That's probably what it was. He was a little boy with dark hair. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if. So what happens a lot in early stages of pregnancy, like I could go get my ultrasound in a couple weeks and we could see a twin Mm -hmm. and then seven weeks later I could get my next ultrasound and the twin could be gone. Yeah. It's called a vanishing twin. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it just doesn't stick. Sometimes it just doesn't. They literally vanish. They don't really have a whole lot of medical explanation for it. So it's strange. Um, But I wouldn't at all be surprised if maybe before your mom got an ultrasound, there was supposed to be Uh a twin situation and there was a vanishing twin. Or maybe there was a physical twin on the ultrasound and your mom just never talked about it. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, I would ask her. Yeah, that's Because she'd be the one that would know ultrasound-wise. Yeah, yeah. Or she would be the one that knows, yeah, I had a feeling it was twins and then I found out that it wasn't. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um. But I would bet anything that you were supposed to be a twin. Okay, cool. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it would be like a past life thing, but that's cool though. Yeah, I think twin. Wow, that's nuts. <laughs> I like, that gave me chills. That's nuts. Anyways, so now I have a couple. So I have a couple snippets of random things kids have blurted out, and then I have a story. Cool, cool, cool. So this one, my four-year-old told me about the time she went for a swim in the lake and could hear her mom yelling and crying out for her. But she couldn't come because she was under the ducks. Then she remembers falling asleep. And when she woke up, I was her mommy. Whoa. Oh, my God. Right? Like, no, thank you. That was spine chills. Like, go away. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My two-year-old niece pointed at the collapsing twin towers on the screen and very clearly said, I died. Oh, my God. See what I mean about them lapsing quickly? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, fuck all that noise. 
My four-year-old nephew talks about being on the Titanic all the time. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He said he was with his wife and that it was really cold. And every time he watches a movie with boats or bodies of water, he gets freaked out and wants us to turn it off. Oh, my God. That makes me want to cry. Mm-hmm. You know his ass ain't getting in the pool till he's like nine. <laughs> that motherfucker is never going on a cruise. No. Same. I f- no. Um, oh, my God. I know. There, some of them are crazy. When my son was two or three, he talked about being an adult who rode horses in the woods. He said that one day he got hurt riding, then everything got dark, and the next thing he knew, he was with me. I asked where he got hurt, and he pointed to the birthmark on his stomach. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Which goes perfect with your next one. Oh, my God. <laughs> So my daughter had a nightmare that she was playing with paper dolls in her mom's bathroom. So I would assume like different mom, her mom's bathroom when a man came in and murdered her (gasps) and her brother. Oh no. Fun fact. She's never seen a paper doll before. Oh my God. I love the fun fact that threw me off. Oh yeah. Super fun. (laughs) (laughs) Super fun. This whole thing is really affecting me as a person. Good. So, okay. So, I was singing a song to my three-year-old daughter that my great-grandma used to sing to me when I was small. My daughter smiled, stroked my cheek, and said, I remember when I used to sing this to you when I was the mommy and you were the little girl. No, I'm going to (laughs) cry. That one got me. So, the the last snippet that I'm going to read, that one gets me. And because I'm pregnant, I might cry. And then I have, like, the story. But this one really fucked with me. Well, I just lost my grandma that long ago, so I'm I know. Like broken right now. <laughs> I'm a broken person right now. <laughs> broken. So that one will affect you, and oh, this next God. one affects me. So our son is named after a Marine that was killed in action on my husband's last deployment. One day, when he was three, we drove by the military base where his namesake is buried. Oh, my God. <laughs> and our son said, I'm buried over there <gasps> in the ground. You know, from when I fought... I died fighting with bad guys with daddy before I was your kid. No, oh my God. Yeah. I, I, I'm done. I'm done. Where's the tissues? I can't. <laughs> that I one can't. fucks with me. I was like, oh my God. It's oh fine. My God. We're not crying. Nope. <laughs> not in real life. We're not wiping our tears off our so, faces right now. That Marine one got me. They oh, they both just fucking killed me. <laughs> I can't. So I love stories it's like, like oddly that. comforting, but it's like, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> I'm not even pregnant. My- <laughs> My son has this new thing and it's like fits perfectly. It's like, why are you bullying me? Like, I feel bullied right now. I feel so bullied right now. Um, okay. I feel bullied by my emotions. <laughs> hey, man, bullying, bullying. It's, it's they won't stop. Same. So when, okay, so here's, here's the longer one. Oh, God, yay. When Ryan was four, he began directing imaginary movies and shouting oh. action, often echoed from his room. But the play became a concern for Ryan's parents when he began waking up in the middle of the night screaming and clutching at his chest, saying he dreamed his heart exploded when he was in Hollywood. His mother asked his doctor about the episodes, night terrors, the doctor said. He'll outgrow them. Then one night, as his mother tucked Ryan into bed, Ryan suddenly took hold of her hand and said, Mama, I used to be someone else. He said he remembered being a living in a big white house and having a swimming pool. It was in Hollywood, many miles away from the home that he lived in in Oklahoma. He said he had three sons and that he couldn't remember their names. He began to cry, asking his mother over and over why he couldn't remember their names. I really didn't know what to do, she said. 
I was more in shock than anything. He was so insistent about it. After that night, he kept talking about it, kept getting upset about not being able to remember those names. I started researching the internet about reincarnation. I even got some books from the library on old Hollywood, thinking their pictures might help him. I didn't tell anyone for months. One day as Ryan and his mom paged through some of the books from old Hollywood, Ryan stopped on a black and white still taken from the 1930s movie, Night After Night. Two men in the center of the picture were confronting one another. Four other men surrounded them. This mother didn't recognize any of the faces, but Ryan pointed to one of them in the middle and said, Hey, Mama, that's George. We made a picture together. Picture meaning movie. Movie, yeah. His finger then shot over to a man on the right wearing an overcoat and a scowl. That guy's me. I found him. Okay, well, the fact that he called it a picture and not a movie to begin with. Is a fucking 30s thing, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so he pointed to himself and said, That guy's me. I found him. The book didn't provide any names on the people in the picture, but she quickly confirmed that the name Ryan said was George, and the photo was indeed George Raft. What the fuck? An all-but-forgotten film star from the 1930s and 40s. Still, his mother couldn't identify the man Ryan had said was him. She wrote Tucker, who she found through her online research, and included the photo. Eventually, it ended up in the hands of a film archivist, who, after weeks of research, confirmed um the scowling man's name as martin martin it's martin m-a-r-t-i-n with the last name martin m-a-r-t-y-n okay an uncredited extra in the film not long afterward tucker and the family traveled to california to meet martin's daughter who he'd been who'd been tracked down by researching different things from tucker tucker sat down with the woman before meeting ryan she'd been reluctant to help but burning to talk to Tucker, she confirmed dozens of facts that Ryan had given about her father. Ryan said he danced in New York, and Martin was a Broadway dancer. Ryan had said he was also an agent, and that people where he worked changed their names. Martin worked for years at a well-known talent agency in Hollywood, where stage names were often created after his dancing career ended. Ryan said his old address had rock in its name. Martin lived on 825 North Roxbury Drive in oh, Beverly Hills. Fucking God. Ryan said he knew a man named Centaur 5. Ryan's daughter said she had a picture of her father with a Senator Ives, just because he's five and he can't say certain names. Yeah. Um, with a Senator Ives that lived in New York who served in the U.S. Senate from 1947 to 1959. And yes, Martin Martin had three sons. The daughter, of course, knew all their names. What the hell? Mm-hmm. That is so fucking crazy to me. Yep. Like, stories like that, like, that's undeniable. Oh, you it's can't. A five-year-old can't fucking read a book and see what it says. Oh, fuck like, no. That, literally, all they can do is point to pictures and say, yeah, that's me. Yeah. And what five-year-old is going to be able to say that shit? But what if I... A picture? That's what I'm saying. But, like, not even that. Of all the fucking things to come up with in the world, it's some random fucking uncredited film guy in a book that she had to go to the library to pull there's no fucking way right no fucking way couldn't just pull that out of his ass nope yeah that's so crazy Mm -hmm. (sighs) since i'm highly affected as a human being i need to go up to the mountains now (laughs) that was fucking crazy what what is today saturday i feel like i'm doing something oh yeah christina's coming over to take measurements i know that i don't remember what else i'm doing i don't know man are we still doing those calls uh, I didn't get their numbers. They never messaged me back. Oh. So. Shout out to our Patreon. 
yeah, I do need to get their number, so hopefully they reply soon. So, other than that, I mean, fula. go find us on all our social media. Oh, yeah, Heckle we have shade ac- Straight across all the boards, all the social media boards. Oh, fuck, if we forgot to do the Heckle and Shy Close Groups password. Oh, yeah. yeah and it is? Spiritual Condom. Spiritual Condom. Dude, as I've been accepting people, which, by the way, if you don't fucking put the password in, y'all ain't getting in. Yep, nope. Um, it's so fucking crazy to me, the people that come into the group, because I, I like, look at their page, mm-hmm. or I click on the thing, and it says accept or deny, and I'm like, damn, you do not look like someone who would listen to this podcast. I know, it's crazy, huh? I love it. It, like, terrifies me, because a lot of them, some of, well, not a lot of them, but some of them are here in Utah, and I'm, like, paranoid that I'm going to be at the grocery store, and I'm going to see this, like, mom mom, and she's going to be like, oh my god, I'm like, don't. Don't do this to me right yeah. now. Like, I don't know what to say to you in person, but I love that you listen. That's perfect, because I don't think I'd even be able to say that fully. Like, that one time it happened at FitCon, I fucking froze. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what's podcast? <laughs> yeah, you're like, wait, what is that again? I don't remember. I don't remember what I do. Yeah. Well, also, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Oh, yeah, that. Helps us out, bumps us up, gets yeah. us more listeners, puts us on more people's shit so they can find us. Yeah, what she said. Yep. So, yeah, go follow us on social media. Go find our group and then go rate and write, review us. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and if you only want to do one of those, fine, but make it be the rate, subscribe, and review thing. Yeah, that's if you're only going to do one, we choose for you. That's the one. Yeah, <laughs> you don't get a choice anymore. Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah. So. So I think we're golden. Yeah, I'm going to tell you guys to stage that shit. And save our souls. <laughs>